it's back to business as usual on the Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. We are over the hump of 200 episodes here at Singles Only. Uh, really appreciate you guys uh tuning in, staying tuned, or for the new people, thank you so much for uh, listening. Hope you subscribe, hope you review us, and hope you like what you hear. Uh, 200 episodes, yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. We did it. Um, we're back to business uh, this week with uh, with our new comedian friend, Jane Johnson. Very funny comedian, originally from Chicago, now based in LA. Super fun episode. We had uh, fun. We did it by Zoom, so you could watch it on Zoom. Maybe you're doing that right now. Uh, if you haven't already, please check out our sponsors, Perfect Pain, uh, Param Parasran, his book is awesome, and Scotty Shapiro, Law Offices of Scott Shapiro, um, they're awesome, you know that. If you haven't already, subscribe, review, um, and uh, give us five-star review, it really, really helps us. We're getting close to getting the point where um, people start thinking, hey, this is a this is a real podcast that could be... Um, profitable for us. Um, I'm, I'm speaking from the advertising sense. Um, that's what they're saying. Uh, I do have shows on the books now. Uh, go to paulfcomedy.com. They should be up in the next week. I will be traveling to Oklahoma, Wichita, Kansas, uh, Arizona, and Oklahoma. I think those are those, and Arkansas as well. But Arkansas, uh, I was supposed to be there in May. That's going to be moved to August. Um, yeah, I'm doing Zoom shows too. Uh, so far, mostly private ones. But uh, if you're interested in having a Zoom show, uh, give me a message, DM me, PF or whatever, pfarvar at gmail.com. And uh, we'll make that happen as well. I've, I've been working with some people about doing those more often. Um, and then check out my YouTube page. If you're on there right now watching this, um, just give that subscribe button a hit. It really helps to get my numbers up. Once this is all over, the coronavirus, not the podcast, um, it's going to make me look like I have a lot of followers. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Listen, I told you I had a special treat for listeners, loyal listeners of the show, Singles Only. And here it is. You heard me talk about the book Perfect Pain, which is a memoir by my friend Param Parastron. It's an awesome book about his journey, his life journey of how he had this perfect life on paper, family, successful career, money, everything, but he had an underlying pain that he didn't address. And this book addresses that. It addresses his life in an amazing way. He had such a cool life um, and he had some personal demons that he struggled with and through therapy, he conquers that. It's a great book. I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Read it, perfectpain.com. But here's what I'm going to do. I talked to the author, Param Parastron, and he is going to let me give away a book every week. Here's what you have to do to get a free book. Subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. Once you've given us a review, five-star review, um, message me and tell me you did it, and I'm going to send you the book. Once, one a week. We're going to do this until we run out of books. I've got 22 to give away, it sounds like. So perfectpain.com if you want to buy the book, available on Amazon and available in auto, audiobook too. But if you are a listener of this podcast, all you got to do is review this podcast and then message me and say, hey, I reviewed it. Or if there's a way to contact you, I'll figure it out. 
um, and you're going to get a book sent to you. You don't even have to leave your house. You're going to get a free book. Once a week, I'm doing this for the book Perfect Pain by Param Parastron. It's a great book. I want everyone to read it. I want to make this a bestseller and get the, the far of our bump, the singles only bump. So buy it today or give us a review and get your free copy. And when you like it, don't lend it to other people. Make them buy it too because it supports this author and this journey. Perfect pain, parm, parastron. You know I'm a lawyer. I talk about it often. But when I have legal questions or I have legal issues that I'm facing, I go to my friend Scott Shapiro. So if you've been injured on the job, um, need compensation, you might be entitled to money that you don't even know about. And that holds true for workers' compensation, personal injury, all that stuff. Um, my friend Scott Shapiro has been helping injured workers and doing entertainment law for almost 20 years now. You need to contact him, 312-648-8800, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He is legitimately one of the best people and best lawyers I know. Um, if you call him, you tell him Singles Only sent you or I sent you, it's a free consultation. Granted, it's a free consultation anyway, probably, but boom, just, just throw my name so I can uh, stay in business here. Um, he is a full service law firm in addition to workers' compensation cases, work injuries. He handles litigation. He handles all your legal needs for entertainment law. So those of you who are entertainers out there have legal questions. He's your guy. Again, free consultation. Don't take a chance and not get a lawyer. 312-648-8800 or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. All right, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. There is no voice of reason on this episode because we're doing it by Zoom. And when I have a voice of reason, there's three people talking and uh, it just, it was hard. So um, thanks so much for our sponsors. Please check them out, as I said before. And you guys have been awesome for sticking to us. Tell us what you think of the Zoom process. We've done a few now and I uh, hope you like it. Uh, I'm going to bring up our guest, a uh, very funny comedian. I met her at the Laugh Factory in Chicago. She's originally from Chicago, but she's an LA comic, uh, crushing it. Uh, Jane Johnson, are you there? Yay. Hi. I'm oh, here look via at Zoom. Look at that. It wow, looks like look at that. so professional. Um, Technology, baby. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we did a show together in Chicago, and then I, then I saw that we were already following each other on Instagram. I'm like, oh, that's the same Jane Johnson that uh, I follow already. So either we did a show together, or somehow there was a connection before. Answer Who knows? Questions. Social media, networking. Okay. We met IRL, and now here we are. Yes, and you, uh, you're single. How, how is that possible? Why are you single, Jane? Tell us. Oh, my gosh. Well, I previously was known kind of as a relationship gal, I feel like, in college. Like, high okay. school, I was single the whole time because my parents were really strict. Okay. But then I, starting in college, I had, like, a, a series of long-term relationships back-to-back. Okay. And then when I moved out to LA, 
I just started really focusing on doing the comedy thing and like retooling my career. I was previously in advertising. So I did a lot of focusing on myself. And then I think when you get in this vibe of just like being single and doing your own thing, then it starts to be the new normal. And then you forget that you can be a really great fucking girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Well, wait, you said... You said long term. What what is what constitutes long t- f- long term for you in college? Well, let me ask you the same question. For you, what constitutes long term? Well, anything that lasts over three months is long term to me. L O L. I'm talking three years. Oh, that's long. That's yeah, long. That's, yeah, three years in college. You said multiple. So, how long were you in college for? <laughs> well, you know, after the twentieth year. No, I um. I had a college boyfriend for like sophomore year till we graduated, like right after graduating college. And then after that, I had like a post-college boyfriend for like three years. And like that was long distance when I was in LA for a little bit. And so, yeah. Did, Are you uh, doing the mental math to figure out how old I am now? No, not at all. I'm just trying to figure out when the last time you had a serious boyfriend then. So in terms of when was the last time you dated someone for more than three months, I guess? Yeah. So now it's been a long time that I've been single in my mind. Like it feels like now I'm, I've spent enough time alone like doing the self-discovery thing and I would like to be in a relationship or at least like dating in a more carefree way to get towards a relationship. Um, But my last boyfriend, we broke up in 2017, late 2017. It was like August. Yeah. How long was that relationship? That was, I want to say three and a half years. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're like, you go for the long haul. I like it. You know, I like, I just feel like if you're really with someone that you care about and you connect with, it's so much more important to like put that effort and energy into building this bond. And that's what I've forgotten. Like LA has turned me into this, like just jaded person who feels like real love doesn't exist. And that's not true. Like, I feel like I've been doing a lot of reflecting on this in quarantine, where if you had had me on before all of this, it would be a whole different show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and now I'm just like, I have this different mentality about it. And I'm like, I refuse to, to think that the world is this like cold place who doesn't, that doesn't believe in love, you know, cause I've had it and I've experienced it before. And now I forget what the question even was in the first No, place. no, they answered the question. <laughs> I mean, I get, I think that, uh, we're all going to be different on the other side of this. Everyone's doing self-reflect, but like, to me being single during the quarantine, I feel like is a blessing, right? For me, you talk about self, you know, thinking about everything and reflecting, for me, I can't imagine having someone here with me 24 hours a day. Like I would be anyone that lasts in their relationship through the quarantine, if they quarantine together, that's like a six year marriage to me, in my opinion. So yeah, I feel like, I feel like it totally depends on what your situation is. Like right now I am quarantined in my house in the suburbs of Chicago, actually. Oh, okay. I didn't know uh, you were in with, Chicago. With my family. Oh, and if we were God. in like, uh, I, well, right. You would think that, but if we were in a small, like one, two bedroom apartment, different story, but yeah. like 
I have my own space to roam. And if we wanted to not see each other for multiple days on end, we could probably make that work somehow right. with a little bit of coordination. Yeah. So like like, a, like if, the, if you're uh, living in a mansion with your man, like then right. you can ride this out for sure. Yeah. Even if you hate each other, but yeah, if those, you, if you're in a the LA relationship, you're fucked. Those LA, uh, movie stars with their big mansions they'll survive because they probably have like a coach house where you, they could just walk away for two days and just stay there but yeah, yeah. which is why it's like Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler are yeah. getting divorced because they were forced to quarantine in small quarters in the Bahamas together yeah. and had that not happened and they were in their Nashville farm mansion they would have still yeah. been together yeah it's all about space <laughs> it's all about space Jane so you talked about um you want to have a relationship and you say you're getting jaded in LA. Are you meeting, how are you meeting guys in LA? What's the, your go-to way of going on dates there? Cause we've had, that was, yeah, that was kind of the problem for me because I feel like I just put it on the back burner more so. And that's something that I feel like I need to figure out in general, because when we're going out like every night or most nights to do comedy, the only places you're meeting people yeah. are at shows, either from other comics or people from the audience. Right. And it's like, if I'm doing some dive bar show, who's in that audience? Like what brings you out to a dive bar at 10 PM <laughs> on a Monday? And like, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's like a comedian's friend or a coworker that you're going to end up seeing at those, That's at those best shows. case scenario, Paul. <laughs> That's best case scenario. Well, let me ask you this. You, you, you don't date comedians or do you date comedians? I think I'm open to dating comedians. Don't do it. I, I'm open to it, but I, I need to see a level of like drive and self-respect and that like the train is going somewhere. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, with because their career, I feel mean. like, yeah, just in general with career, with like how they treat themselves health, health wise, <laughs> how they treat other people. Because I think that like being with a comic could be a really fun, loving energy that a lot of times, like if I'm at a party, I want to talk to the comics because it's a way more yeah. fun, engaging conversation. Like that's part of how I started to gravitate to comedy in the first place was like, hanging out at the comedy store and being like, Oh, I can like hold my own in a group with these people, you know, and right. being like, well, these are the people I want to chat with. So I feel like there is something to do with that connection. And I've talked with a lot of people who do have like successful relationships with comedy and successful in their career to begin with. And, you know, they would maybe say otherwise, cause what really is success in comedy. Right. But <laughs> well, I think it's, but, if you're, like, if you're an up and coming comedian uh, or you're not like, uh, you know, Segura, Tom Segura, it's different because they're already established comedians. But like if you're hustling as a comedian, you're doing these shows at 10, 10 o'clock on a Monday, and then you start dating people that you see every day, it does not end well. Like it yeah. never ends well. Like I, if there's one thing that, you know, we've done 200 episodes of this podcast, it's the one thing of comedians like that I say, it don't date, don't date other comedians. So what would your voice of reason say? She would agree. I think, uh, Jeannie, Patty and Maggie would all, Maggie is still on the fence about it, but, uh, everybody else would agree. I think, um, just from seeing, you know, look, 
there's a chance it'll work out and that's great, but there's so many times it's, it's like being in a job, like you were in advertising. You don't, you don't shit where you, where you work. Like that just, there's a reason for that. That's the thing in advertising you do. And I feel like this happens a lot. (laughs) This happens a lot at companies and stuff. And like, I actually, as I mean, this was like pre me too and all of that stuff. But like when I was working in, in advertising in Chicago, I would see these couples who were like running shit at the top of the agency. And I was like, wow, they're such a power couple. That's like goals because they're working on their separate teams and they have some meetings together, but they get to be together like throughout the experience. And, and like, then they go home I think, with each other. That's like the scariest thing in the world. You're talking about quarantine all over again. I'm talking about real love, Paul. <laughs> if you really love somebody, then you want to generally be with them, not in a codependent way, but like you respect their thoughts, their opinions. And like, at the end of the day, you want to go home and bang it out. Yeah. I I think that there's a thing, (laughs) if you're at that successful, like you're talking about at the level of uh, a heightened level in advertising or as comedians, when you're already, your goal is to be successful, whatever that means. It's really hard to also think about somebody else in in your growth, your personal growth. So especially with comedy, because what, like 1% of us are successful. And then you have to like worry about what happens if you are successful and your partner is not, or they are and you aren't? There's another level of dynamics, and I've seen it. You know, I've I've seen I've seen comedians who are dating, and then like one of them just gets a show or something like that, and then it's just awkward for not only for them two but everyone around. Like we're all like, "Ooh, what are we gonna do now?" You have to pick sides, especially when there's a breakup. It's I think that. Comedians should date musicians. I think that's the fair thing because they're creative types. They have the same schedule. And that's, that's what I, that's what I pitch. You should. Yeah. I mean, I have this theory too, that like people who are comedians, it's really because we wanted to be rock stars and it, and it wouldn't have ever worked out. And people who are like rock stars wish that they could do comedy. Yeah. So we like get it, you know, I was a rock star or want to be rock star before I did comedy. So it's like, I'm trying to figuring it all out, but we do have, we've had uh, musicians on the show and I, I like strongly urge them to date comedians. I think that's the only thing because we can't date like regular people, right? Cause they have their regular hours and uh, yeah. we're complicated human beings, but um, I don't know. Yeah. What- it just, it's, I think it's so important for us to find somebody who understands it because I mean, I've, I've listened to some of your other episodes and everything and it's like, we all are in this like addicted to the game mindset where like if a big spot opens up, like we have to do it. And I've gotten in fights with like my family or my sister because she's like, it's my birthday. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm in town and it's the comedy bar. Like I need to do it. You know? So no, I've missed, I've missed a lot of family get togethers and, uh, for, for shows. I mean, it's just, it's part of the thing. And then you add it, uh, in a one-on-one relationship with somebody. It's, it's not just like your parents saying, Hey, you know, I'm not going to make the family reunion. It's like, Hey, I know it's our anniversary, but, um, I'm going to go do a 10 minute spot at the comedy bar. You know, that shit doesn't fly very well. Um, yeah, that's wild. Like they have to, I think that for us in any kind of relationship, like there has to be a mutual respect for what you're doing. Like, and such a belief that the other person will 
succeed and make it like, like the examples you were saying of the comedy duos, like if that person gets a show, then they should believe so much in their boyfriend because that's why they're, or, or girlfriend or whatever, because that's why they're together theoretically is that they, they're there for the whole package and they believe in that person that they should be casting that person or have them work on you yeah. know, writing or whatever, because I mean, in this theory, is how you have that power. Happens. Right. I mean, in <laughs> theory, is, those are all the industries. Yeah. Up. It's all great <laughs> when uh, you cast your boyfriend as somebody on your show. And then, uh, then the show fails because that guy is a great comedian, but he can't act. So yeah, th- those in theory would be great ideas. Let me ask you this. You said, so you're, you're with your parents right now quarantine your parents are still together then I think no I'm with with my mom and my sister my dad's in Texas okay so you do you want to get married and have kids is that like the end goal for Jane or a goal I mean I I think that yes but like this whole industry has us in such a weird time warp I'll speak for myself in that but um I just like fathoming having kids right now. I'm in no way in a place <laughs> to even like wrap my mind around that. Um, yeah. You know, the I just want to be gainfully employed. <laughs> like, yeah, I, no, we're all in a different <laughs> spot now, but it's right. funny because all those people that were telling me that I was crazy for being single and not having kids, like they're all like texting me now. They're like, Oh my God, I totally get it. <laughs> like, they're like, what's it like to wake up? when you want and like watch the show you want instead of whatever kids show that they're stuck watching with their kids. So you don't hear anything about when are you going to have kids right now? Cause everyone hates their kids right now. Yeah. I definitely think, especially in LA and in comedy, but just in general, like as comedians, we're drawn to this like business of joking around and there is a carefree mindset towards that. And probably all of us have Peter Pan syndrome in a way. So (laughs) fitting us in a box and trying to check off boxes and meet timelines that society wants us to, like, that's not really the MO. So I, I just feel like sometimes when I see my friends from college and from Chicago who are like having kids and stuff, I can't wrap my mind around it. And I guarantee they probably feel the same way about me because they're like, what the hell is she doing? You know, no one, like, un- no but- one understands. It's, it's really funny to, it's like to, even during this quarantine, like people are like, well, now what are you going to do? Or like, well, what do you mean? Like we, this is, yeah. I'm not going to just quit because there's a quarantine. You know, a lot of people don't understand this, uh, this force that comedy has on us. So, mm-hmm. and that's another thing about yeah. relationships too, because you have to find someone if you are going to get married and have kids that understands the the hustle that understands like comedy is basically your, your mistress or whatever is, is your priority for a while. And it probably will be for the rest of your life, you know? So, yeah, I mean, definitely it's always at some level, like even if you were to say like sell a show or, you know, get yeah. into acting or whatever, like this kind of mindset is always going to be a part of it. And people always return back to the stage. So it, I think it's just like so important to there, there have to be people out there who get yeah. it. I've seen unions, you know, where, yeah. where, yeah, it's like either, you know, you want to be with, I think regardless, you want to be someone with someone who's your biggest fan. Sure. But I'm like, I don't think I want to date a fanboy. 
Yeah, I you can't get someone that loves your comedy. Like you met because it's they like, were like, oh my God, that's so cool. And then your date yeah. turns into a podcast. It's like, yeah. so how'd you get started? <laughs> What's it like for Jeff Ross to judge you? And it's well, like, it's comedy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> what? Uh, so you were talking about bo- checking out boxes. Like what are the things you've learned in dating, whether it's a three-year relationships or being in LA that now you know you need in a relationship or you definitely can't handle? Like for me, when I date, I don't know what I want, but I know what I don't want. Like, it's just like a process of elimination. Like, I'm like, all right, if it's like not a red flag, but just like compatibility issue. Like, I know I'm not going to date another lawyer because that just two lawyers don't work. I I don't date, um, you know, obviously if people are Trump supporters, that's going to be a difficult conversation. But what are your like, what are your um, situations that you're like, okay, uh, this is what I want or this is what I don't want. Yeah. I think I've, I've always gravitated towards people who have more of a goofy energy. So whether or not they're in comedy per se, they at least like can joke around with me constantly. And if we respect each other's kind of humor, that's important. Um, And then on the flip side of that, I definitely want to be with someone who like has their shit together more from a business perspective. So whatever that looks like, but someone who inspires me where I can like, I think that I've learned I'm not as structured as I sometimes have thought that I am. And that like, I need to be with someone who has a little bit more structure and is like, I wake up early every morning. Okay, Jane, we need to be at this place at this time. Oh, or like, wow. I'll set up the date, yeah. you know, like, cause I think I can be a little bit like more free flowing in a way, sure. even, even though, um, you know, we always have to actually schedule things and figure all that out. But you know, that was what my career in advertising was, was like setting up meetings for people and everything. So I was like, Oh, I'm so organized. And then I get out of it and I'm like, Oh God, no, I actually am not. So it's, it's weird. But I think, I think kind of someone who can balance me a little bit in that way, um, would be really helpful. And, you know, someone that I'm just like very attracted to, because I think that like, what are your types? What are your, your attractions? like taller, usually with like darker, like hair or features, you know, but like kind of East coasty, like East looks coasty? like they, What's that mean? looks like they went to like an Ivy league school. <laughs> like they've got a good, they've got a good outfit vibe going on. Maybe even a little bit nerdy with like glasses okay. and like a sweater. Like I could get down with that. Some leather, leather shoes. Okay. So like a tall, I know this got very vain and no, it's supposed to materialistic, but (laughs) you're going to get, you're going to get a lot of DMS that will slide in after this podcast air. So now those people that are like deciding whether to what picture to send you, it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to put on these fake glasses and, and and Harry Potter book in the background. So, yeah. What, I mean, um, you know, there, there's so many comics that I feel like have reached success that like are my type, like a, Colin Jost or even, you know, like, oh, Jason Sudeikis. I'm naming all <laughs> SNL people now. Sure. I'm like, yeah. SNL is my type. No, but <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know. Those guys are very East Coast. I can see Colin Jost as an East Coasty uh, guy. Totally. That, 
That definitely makes sense. I, I, I get I get your vibe now that you're looking at. You get the vibe. It's a little bit too much of a vibe. Like sometimes I'm like, oh God, this guy looks exactly like my ex. Like, but I love it. It's so if, like weird. <laughs> if people go and look at all your exes, is there like a cut? Like, is it like, okay, they all kind of look the same. They're all like six foot Colin Josty looking guys. Or is there like, like for me, there's like a, people would look at my exes and be like, okay, 90% of them are like petite blonde girls that like fit into this category for a, year, for so a long funny. period of my are life. They, how, what percentage of those women are Instagram models? <laughs> I don't know. A couple of them. Uh, well, I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to get in trouble. But, uh, <laughs> School uh, teachers. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, for me, I've, I've, I've had a good run, but, uh, it's different. What, uh, what, um, so what are the things that you're going to say, like deal breakers for you? Like when you swipe left, or, first of all, do you use the apps at all? Yeah, I do. I haven't been in quarantine as much because sure. since I'm quarantining in Chicago, like I started at first when I didn't know how long this would be to be like, Oh my God, this is the perfect type. Like time, yeah. like people are starting to reevaluate and actually want a relationship and you can be a pen pal. So I had just watched love is blind. So I was very much like, you can fall <laughs> in love just by speaking to one another. It doesn't even have to be about the body. And like, yeah. you know, so I was like, yes, this is my love is blind moment. But then it really quickly fizzled out. Cause I was like, I had to, at some point be like, I'm not there and we can't see each other anyway. And you know, yeah. Well, yeah. what are the, what, what are the, I keep doing this thing where I forget what the question is. No, okay, you answered so. <laughs> the first, I asked you a two-parter. So you answered that about whether you're online, but what are the things that are like deal breakers for you that you're like, okay, I cannot deal with, uh, you know, redheads or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, just for me, a deal breaker is being unmotivated, like, and okay. not having a passion or a light behind your eyes for whatever it is that you're doing. Um, so that's a deal breaker. I, on that note, like, I don't really know where I stand in terms of like financial stability. <laughs> if I, because I think like at any time, like we're seeing it right now at any time, anything can happen to yeah. anyone. You could have had a thriving fitness studio business that like you're published in all the, the magazines and stuff, but then COVID happens and it's like, what's your plan? Do you have a digital, you know, like anything right. can fall through at any time. So I think depending on like where people are at at their journey, like, you know, I'm not making as much money as I once was. So I wouldn't want to be able to judge someone for that. But I need to like see something in them that they will do what it takes to be successful, whatever that means. Credit them, score, perhaps. If that makes sense. You should just ask for a credit <laughs> score. Be like, what's your credit score? And then if it's above, if it's above 700, you're like, okay, you, you may, your, you know, your, your, Jim is probably going to be on hiatus for a while, but at least you, you know how to be durable and to, to adjust to COVID like that. Yeah. Show credit karma bill. is the screening process. Yeah. Say what's your credit screenshot me, your credit, your credit rating. Should That's I change that? I think I should change <laughs> that to be my hinge question. What's your credit? Cause I rating? have this. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's what's your credit? One. Yeah. I had one that was like, do you sleep in your mom's garage? And then people were like, so weird about that, especially now with Corona. It's like, well, I'm sleeping, you know, yeah. at home. 
But I feel it's like it's a LA, very specific like uh, sleeping <laughs> arrangement. They're like, well, my mom, not my mom's house, but my aunt's. Like, what? Are, yeah, they can get around that. <laughs> but with credit yeah, score, like, you can't the, get around it. What about the basement? There'll be like 19 year olds. It's like, what about my dad's basement? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Why are you matching with 19 year old? What are your, what are your age demos there, Jane? I thought I had my ages set, but I don't know. Like the settings are so weird. I'll get like grandparents and then like 19 yeah. year olds. And I'm like, is this legal? Like barely, you know, it's weird. <laughs> it All is the people funny. That send likes. On Hinge, like they ask you what your preferences are, but they'll still send you stuff. And as a guy, you don't, I don't pay attention to stuff, but then all of a sudden I'm like, this girl looks really young. And then you're like 18, like I said, no, like nothing under 27 or whatever. And then you're like, oh, it's creepy. But yeah, they, they're like, why even ask me? Why even ask me like what my age preference are if you're just going to send me every fucking person? That's what I feel. I thought I said it, but you did. whatever. I think you have to put, I think for Hinge, you have to put deal breaker for it to not show up or something. I don't, oh. I really don't know. We're going to have the, the CEO of Hinge on here soon to describe it. Yeah. Freshmen in college, add that to the deal breaker list. <laughs> you can't be a freshman. Sophomores are okay. Though. Not a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so Sophomores, fr- you know, you're starting to get it together. Actually, <laughs> sophomore was like my craziest year. So definitely not. No freshman in college, but now all these like, out of it. Yeah, they got to have left school, whether it's associate's degree or they need a degree of some sort. Yeah, maybe grad not. school I could fuck with. Okay. Well, then their credit score is going to be shot. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make some consolations in the, in the list, some exceptions. Yeah, you got, you've got a lot of, here, I've got your list here. It's, it's, it's pretty fair. You've got a, a lot to lot of options there i would just uh the east coasty um good credit rating that 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 leaves a lot of options and and goofy but you don't want to end up with like an accountant or like a i don't know someone kind of nerdy that's not going to be goofy or funny no see i can't do that if it was like like a really fun accountant like i could maybe (laughs) fuck with that you know like a a fun goofy accountant because that would at least provide the structure i needed like you know, if you're hot, you're dedicated to your work and you're like the opposite of me, but funny, maybe yeah. that could work out. Well then, and, and an accountant will have an awesome credit rating because they know all the tricks. Like they'll be like, right. Be like like that's the balance I need. So <laughs> that makes sense. Well, Jane, <laughs> Jane, uh, I definitely want to see after the, the quarantine's over, we got to get you back and see what, what has changed on the other side of this. We're, uh, where can people find out more about you? And uh, you've got a podcast too, right? Or Well, you know, I'm working on getting my podcast up off the ground, my totally okay. relevant show about pop culture. Oh, so yeah. during this quarantine, that's been a focus to figure out how the hell to live stream stuff. So I'm working on that. So follow along on Instagram and all the things. If you're a guy who's interested in me, TBD <laughs> on the Instagram, just like find, you know, ask Paul for my info and we can like email or something. <laughs> oh dear. Don't, don't put me in the middle of this. Yeah. They're going to just, <laughs> just DM her pictures of you uh, showing, have them DM you your credit score. That's what you should do. That should be the first deal breaker. If they've got a good yeah. thing and then you could already see their pictures and then you could decide. That's how it should go. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, and find me on Twitter too. Paul, That's I think you should put my, um, my specifications of what I need in the show notes. I will. I already, I will. I've got them written down here. What's your, what's your Twitter <laughs> and Instagram handle? Uh, at Jane Johnson, J O H N S E N underscore. Okay. That's, uh, that's complicated. We'll figure it out. Well, thank you, Jane, uh, for joining (laughs) us on singles only. And thanks everyone for listening to our new version of singles only podcast. If you're watching or if you're on audio, thank you for sticking out. Um, and hopefully it sounds as good as it did back in 2020 March or earlier. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Paul. Bye guys.